we go. Let me hit record. And welcome in to the all new We Gonna Figure It Out. We Gonna Figure It Out, the audio podcast. <laughs> this is a whole lot better, isn't it? You more comfortable here? I do like this. We are not wearing clothes right now, people. Completely butt naked. <laughs> that Just... is not true. <laughs> we have kids that live in this house. There's no way we can even do that. I can guarantee you when they go in their rooms, they are naked too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds guarantee so dysfunctional. You. It does, but that's just who we are. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Live from our couch is we going to figure it out. We like this version because it's like, one, we don't have to clean up. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to set up lights. And we going to come full circle here already in the show. And clothing is optional. And then the... Um, sound I'm just gonna move past that comment but then the it's sound optional. is hey girl. so hey girl. much clearer clothing's optional as you can hear you wanna sing this song for them? it ain't the same if it ain't visual is it mm, no okay alright I mean, so I just wasn't prepared maybe I'll get back <laughs> I never d- yeah we, we, there will be no show prep I will always randomly just put headphones on you and then just make you do a show <laughs> so we gonna figure it out we started doing we gonna figure it out uh, on Facebook live back in January or February of uh, 2017 we did it up until October uh, really strong up until October uh, we did a few updates here and there, but pretty much we stopped doing it once we moved uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Portland. And one of the reasons why we did it was because life was just weird for us. We were trying to figure out life here and trying to figure out how to produce a show every week was very difficult. Yeah. So now we're more in a creative space where I, I know that I have the, the opportunity and really need to create, uh, you know, new shows and you know, to just kind of get that passion out. And you're in a space where you feel you're starting to get comfortable with your clientele and you're doing some good things. So in case someone ha- uh, maybe didn't catch some of the last uh, Facebook Live episodes of We Gonna Figure Out that we did, we talked about um, you starting your own natural, how do I put it? Natural hair salon? Correct. Yeah. And so we uh, came up with 1030 natural braiding and hair design. And it was it's, it's taken off since then. You've got consistent clientele. You're doing a lot of great things. There's a whole lot of questions I want to ask you about hair and I want to get into it. And we have so many other things to talk about uh, regarding just that one issue in itself that it, it creates a good, consistent show uh, for the next, you know, weeks and months as we kind of, you know, journey together on this. And for myself, I'm diving into doing, uh, you know, documentary filmmaking, as well as I've started my own production company, uh, which is um, Seeing God's Beauty Media. All right. And so with Seeing God's Beauty or CGB Media. <laughs> nice. Um, I think, you know, the, the vision. CGB or S? Or C, what did I say S? Did I say C? I meant S-B-G. <laughs> oh my God. So you're spelling it S-G-B. just G-B. C as in S- S-G- see you later. You know, yeah, like I'm always <laughs> mixing up things. So like we would get pizza at that one place and I'll always call it STDs in Tulsa. Oh it was, my God. What was it? S G T S T G. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but either way it goes, we... You know, we've got some goals and I think my vision for uh, with, with my media company is to to do podcasting and bring podcasting uh, to people and help 
show them their options with podcasting and also do video work for them and just work on anything that I can media related. I really want to target churches. And uh, matter of fact, the first documentary I'm going to work on um, is going to be about starting a church. So right. I've started a podcast to kind of chronicle that journey uh, that you can catch on Anchor, which is called Just Shut Up and Shoot. Mm-hmm. You look up my full name, Andrew D. Morgan, and you'll be able to find it that way. So got that. I also still work on the Priced Out podcast, which I produce with Cornelia Swart. It's about gentrification across the U.S. We've got the world famous Barbershop 918. All right. And, uh, you know, who knows what the future will be with uh, This Life Matters. Me and Georgine on a hiatus right now. We may okay. bring it back. We may not. We don't know, but right. there's a future for it there. Um, we'll just have to explore that as time kind of pans out. So um, a lot of different things that, you know, I've put my foot in and it's just time now we're going to start trying to make some money from it, you know, right? and trying to just, you know, making an official business. So that's nice. what's new with us business-wise. Business, business, business. Um, entrepreneurship is very different and um, very taxing. I mean, you have to really go and get it if you want to be successful and not have your businesses fail. So Yeah. And I think we've started off uh, innocent and rough. You know, I think there's some people who talk so much about doing it and never do it that you would think that once they do it, that they're going to be perfect at it. You know, and it's like, but there's a reality that mostly everyone who's done it, they always talk about how it was rough in the beginning. And I'm learning that it's rough. You know, the books, the all the little bitty things that it's like, oh, yeah, we got to keep track of this, this and this. The small things that you don't think of are so important. And it's time that you just, you know, like time is here now and it's like. You know, we, we've got so many different things mm-hmm. that we have to uh, make sure that we just continue to just do good business. And right. it's difficult, you know, when you just don't know. Right. And really, there's only so many things that you can really ask other people how it's going to go because your business is unique from theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, so for us uh, with um, with 1030 Braiding, we have a branch, uh, the Naturally Beautiful Project, where we braid children's hair for free. Or we do natural hair designs and braids for free. That's right. For elementary age children. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not a lot of people understand that factor because most people are like, well, we're business. It's just all profit. And, you know, how do we separate those two different things? How Mm -hmm. do we implement faith? Because we, you know, we believe in in God. So we want to put God in the middle of everything. So our business plan and our business model is a little bit more unique than probably the average one. Um, And so we take bits and pieces of information wherever we get it, you right. know, uh, and pray a lot <laughs> about, a lot. about what, what to do next. And so it's been an interesting journey. Um, what has been the most difficult part of the business journey for you? I think it's just gaining clientele, consistent clientele, yeah. because I have people come in and, and I do have some regulars, but just getting my name out there, just being new to the area and not um, knowing anybody is you know yeah. so having to use social media so I'm not very good at that yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at asking for friends and it just seems a little awkward and just learning that it's not personal this is your business page you're trying to gain business and everything like that so that to me I feel has been the most difficult part of it um, just because 
of the things that I just explained. Yeah, I think that that's that's the part for me that it's like social media is a playground for me. Like I don't view it as reality. Reality, it's hard for me to go next door and say to the guy next door, hey, let's be friends. Social media is just clicking a button. And and I think that that's it's (laughs) weird. It's funny because I'm the opposite. Yeah. And I think what's really crazy is that like what I've noticed from me adding friends to the business page uh, to 1030's uh, page on Instagram. Mm -hmm. African-American women's pages are always set to private. Like you would swear that they are posting like government secrets or something. And so everyone's page is set to, you know, typically set to private. And that's our typical target demographic. Right. What I've noticed is, but most other demographics aren't set to private. They're just wide open. So it's kind of a slow journey when that's your typical demographic. Because it's like, well, if I'm going to be friends with you, I'm going to go and explore all your stuff and see and make sure you ain't spamming me or make sure you ain't somebody's, you know, like my ex trying to spy on me or something like that. But it seems like there's always a defense there Mm -hmm. uh, for our demographic a little bit. So it's been unique because we have found success really uh, outside of what our typical demographic has been. We have had a lot of a lot of Caucasians come in and get their hair braided. Right. And it's, you know, and it's not just the trends. It's not like, oh, I want my hair like Kim Kardashian or something. (laughs) You know, we've (laughs) we've had people come in and legit just say, hey, I see these braids. They're beautiful. I want to get them. What do you what what do you say to people when you get the 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 question of like, can I do this socially? To me, everybody should be able to wear their hair the way they want to, especially if they're paying the money to get it done. I mean, African-American women straighten and put, put, you know, color their hair blonde. And, you know, I mean, it's your prerogative. You should be able to do what you want. So I don't ever turn anybody away. Not for that reason, you know. Um, And so I feel that people should be able to express themselves the way that they want to. Yeah. I th- yeah. And I think that's always a concern in the back of their mind. But like that's that's such an interesting point, because I couldn't picture like if you wanted to to dye your hair blonde, I couldn't picture you going into the, you know, the salon saying, hey, do you you know, do you think that maybe, you know, a white woman's going to get mad at me? Right. Like, you know that they don't care. Right. Or at least that's the assumption. You know what I'm saying? It's like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You do you. And I think that's the freedom You know, I think the fear is that with African-Americans, we don't have a lot that we feel like is accepted as mainstream. And we want to give instead of having it taken. Like we always feel like so many things are taken from us that we have to control things. Yeah, so that all of our culture and everything isn't stolen. I think that's why it's hard for people to really receive like in hip hop, like, you know, when you get a white rapper uh, yeah. You know, who's doing a bunch of things. It's like, OK, is he is he a culture vulture? You know, is he stealing from from us in order for him to get rich? Is he another Elvis? And that's unfortunate. You know, I, we all live in this world and we all have to live together. And it seems like we should be um, together and not separate, you know. And uh, again, hair is a way that everybody I feel can come together. Um I know that people, you know, they had the issues with like the Kim Kardashian saying these are Bo Derek braids or whatever um, and not giving like a appropriate 
um, what, yeah. do you, what do you say? Yeah, credit. Appro- appro- just, appropriate credit yeah. to, to, you know, African culture and everything like that. And, and I guess, you know, that probably is an issue, but it, to me, it's like, she saw it the way she saw it. Yeah. And it's just not that big of a deal. And people go in on certain things. And my thing is, Bo Derek did wear hair like this. So why why is that a problem to say Bo Derek braids? Yeah. Maybe she didn't know about the the other culture of it. This is what she yeah, saw and yeah, she she didn't. wanted it just yeah. like that. And so to me, I think sometimes is African-Americans, we go too hard on certain things where it's just not that serious. And so people probably going to be mad at me for saying that, but that's just my opinion. I think sometimes we as African-Americans put so much into into something instead of just overlooking certain things. You know, it's just not that serious. I think for me, one of the points that that I thought about when that was when that was a thing that people were talking about was that. I, I was hard pressed to think of who wore them before her and was known for wearing them. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't put another name with it. Exactly. And it's sort of like, you know, you could be equally as agitated with people who call, you know, those one braids. I don't know them, but, you know, the proper name, but calling them one braids, lemonade braids. It, right. They had existed before. Uh, well before. <laughs> I had done kids hair like that well before the style was call that right but it's like it's a part of pop culture yes. and Bo Derek brought that to a certain level mm-hmm. and so that yeah and she's known for that so uh you know it is what it is that her hair like that was on posters tons of posters mm-hmm. and boys rooms and it was just a part of, of culture right. so it, it, it's pop culture and you can't you can't really do anything about it mm-hmm. I think for me you know I love what we're doing by bringing different faces my bit, my favorite part of the day is when is getting ready for a new client to come in. It's because they get a chance to see like an African American couple, you know, functioning together. Mm-hmm. Whether they're black or white, I feel like it's just important for people to see healthy marriage, right? To see a team, you know. Like I, I don't talk about ten thirty. You know, I have my business, you have yours, but there are businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no, you know, uh, seeing God's beauty without you. There's no 1030 braiding without me. Definitely not. And so we we kind of coexist in the sense that it's like, well, I'll sit on my dreams unless you tell me, yo, you should probably do this. Or right. it doesn't sound bad. Go ahead and produce that. Go ahead and put that out. For it. Yeah. And, and that's an important factor, because for me, there would I wouldn't have never even filled out the paperwork to say that this is a company right. you know and so I think that there's us the way we function the idea of we gonna figure it out who we are you know I think just this whole idea is just you know is a beautiful thing and I'm glad that God like placed us together to be able to do to do this and be a good example here in the Pacific Northwest right because you know growing up in the South 
growing up in the Midwest, you see African-American couples probably more frequently, whether it's functional, dysfunctional here, you just don't see a lot of it or it's scattered. It about. is scattered. Right? There are a lot of interracial relationships. And when I'm not saying anything is wrong with interracial relationships, right. but one of the things that I'm curious about, and I think, you know, we'll have a guest maybe one day to talk about this. I wonder if a lot of the relationships are out of just and just people's attitude and freedom in life here in the Pacific Northwest is a lot of just out of they're free to do it. They're not confined to one community or a stereotype. Right. They have to be, you know, globally minded or they have to be, you know, intercultural minded. Like they have to have a mind that says, hey, I got to, you know, I, I can't just say I'm only attracted to black people or I'm only going to date black people or, you know, or, you know, whatever it's like. There is no one side of town here. That's the black side of town. Right. Every side of town, there's going to be a black person scattered here. Like we're just scattered about. Yes. And I think it creates a different mindset for you as an African-American. However, there is some things that it robs us of, you know, like case in point, we just watched in our former community, literally right up the street from our house where the, oh, they had yeah. the Greenwood um you know, festival. Carnival, yeah, festival. Carnival, yeah. And it was like, yo, this is this is beautiful. Beautiful. I just and we just it. all of us just get together. You know, Juneteenth is on us right now. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm pretty sure there has to be one or two here somewhere. I'm not gonna say Portland doesn't have it because I know I've seen something. Right. So there's places like SEI and other places here in Portland that I know, you know, have the 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 mind set of we're going to preserve our culture african-american culture but juneteenth is a huge thing in kansas city yes and it's a big thing even in tulsa yes and it's like they can have something adjacent to juneteenth like they usually do in tulsa yes but in kansas city it's like everybody's downtown for one reason right and that's juneteenth and that's juneteenth and it's like most people don't even need to know what they're celebrating they're just happy to celebrate it and it's a recognized thing right and so i think it's little things like that that i'm gonna miss yeah you know that but i also feel like what we do brings that and pulls that and makes it alive you know the more hair braiders that comes to this region you know we embrace it we're not just money grabbing here god's gonna provide for us that's right and that you know when it comes to our business if we're faithful uh as a business, you know, with our tithes and, and everything, we're going to be faithful. Our business is going to be faithful to continue. That's right. So we want more hair braiders. And that's what we're trying to do with the Naturally Beautiful Project is raise more hair braiders. Yeah. We're trying to raise up kids who love natural hair. Exactly. And will take care of their hair and teach the next generation yes. and the next generation. So we love that. We love what we're doing with that part of the culture. Another thing we're working on here is uh, church planting. And for us, we're not quick in a hurry with this. There's a couple of years that we're planning on just being able to unroll, you know, this, the idea of what the way church will be about and, yeah. you know, and find different people to help us along with the process. So we're not in a Because rush. it's a huge undertaking. And yeah. so you don't want to rush in and miss any steps and, um, you know, go out of order with getting things in order. So, yeah. Yeah. And so we'll talk more about that on other shows as time goes on. One of the things I want to close out, um, and it may be a close out the show kind of thing. Um, we, we possibly may talk about other things, but I want to really 
just highlight one of the fa- one of my favorite things that kind of happened in our life this week. Um, and it was our daughter Nyla graduated. Our oldest daughter Nyla graduated. Yes, she did. And oh. it was it was this funny thing because I felt like God held us in this unique place of just grace, all and mercy and love and just perspective. This whole weekend for me was this weird place because emotionally you can have your troubles because we have our own troubles. We have a lot of different things because when you're an entrepreneur, money isn't always flowing in consistently. Finding ways to raise funds, watching our credit score go down because we're living off of credit off and on (laughs) and just all these different things that are happening. There was this celebratory time that just gave us this release to just say, okay, let's celebrate. And the most beautiful thing about this weekend was I felt like for the first time I was able to let go of a huge thing. And I'm and I think I'm trying not to let the emotional floodgate hit me now. Okay. Because I didn't really get overly emotional throughout the weekend because it was sort of like I was outside of my body watching this. Yeah. This great thing. Yeah. I don't believe that a child graduating high school is the end all be all. Like this is the greatest accomplishment for our family. Like I have hopes that she'll graduate community college and then four year degree and then so on and so on. That's not the thing. But the great thing for us is the so there's this song by Common or this album by Common called B. Yes. B came out, I think, in May of 2005. Okay. So it's literally May of 2006 when I finally just really start listening. And at this point, I had all throughout 2005 and 2000, part of 2004, when he released the Corner single, mm-hmm. you know, that was the name of my show. Yeah. I used the instrumental yeah. as the beginning of my show and everything. So it's like, I was a huge fan of the album. And it I, signified a, t- uh, a time in our lives, that song. Yeah. yeah. And so B is the leading track. So it comes in and it's just this jazz kind of, it's not an interlude because it's the, it's the intro, but it's like this jazz, you know, comes in and it's like, um, he comes in and his words are just really clear. I don't agree with the theology that's expressed in the, in the lyrics, but I love the song because it was a line where he says, uh, I think I just forgot the lyric, waiting for the sudden. I think it says, waiting for the sun to rise. I look into my daughter, daughter's eyes yes. and realize I'm going to learn through her. The part I don't agree with is when he says the Messiah may even return through her. Now, I can flip that different ways to make it make sense. <laughs> but if I'm going to change the world, I, uh, if I'm going to change the world, I'm going to do it through her and something like that. You might have to pull up the lyrics. But um, the thing that got me about that song was just like, so many times during a, like a three or four week process from the time my first marriage ended, like the day that it ended on Memorial Day, I'll never forget that. I got in the car and was like something that clicked in it. Yo, it's really, that's it. Mm-hmm. Things won't come back from this. Right. And I remember Nyla was in the car with me and I remember that song playing. Then I remember like a week later, it was just me and her. And I didn't. And she had lost her shoe. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but she had lost her shoe. <laughs> and I was like on the verge of like, you know how you have those. I've had these places where the nerve, you could feel the nervous breakdown coming. 
It was just too much stress. It was yeah. too much pain. And I literally thought about the lyrics, and so I put the song on. And I remember her singing it and just was like, and requested it too. Like when it went off, she's like, play it again. Aww. And she's just like, she's just humming the, you know, the words and stuff, or the, you know, the the rhythm. And I remember thinking like, yo, it, it ain't gonna get better. Like she ain't, she lost her shoe. I can't cash my check because my bank account's negative. I don't know how I'm gonna feed her. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, but we were gone. We were released out of the pain for a second through the music. And when the music left, of course, there's this emotional just flat line, like mm-hmm. where you're just like, crap, life is real again. Yeah. We got to get out and we got to go here. We got to go there. And I remember just really hustling around trying to figure out well, how am I going to do this? And I remember even my boss was like, yo, man, he was real cool. And, you know, rest in peace, Brian. Like he was he was the best. He, but he he hit me up in a corner where he's like, yo, I understand you're going through some stuff. Right. He was like, but your daughter can't be here every day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna figure it out. You know? Yeah. And then he came back. And like, I felt so alone in that moment when he hit me like that. And then he came back like 30 minutes later and was like, here, call her. I took care of something for you. And I called this lady and she was like, yeah, I heard you, you know, I heard you having some tr- some struggles. Uh, you can bring your daughter and I'll take her to camp and this, that, and other. And she was like, she ran like a school. Wow. And she was like, yeah, you can bring your daughter down to my school and this, you know, I was like, okay. And the community just kind of surrounded me and was just like, yo, we'll take care of you and help you out. That's really cool. And um, I remember like even a few months later, having the kids, but not having the car. And, you know, you were around, you were in the picture, but it's still like we were dating. I needed a car. And then people in the community was like, yo, you know, my friend Amy stood up, her and her husband flashed, like, oh, here's a car. And so I'm saying, I'm, I'm getting ahead, but like, I bring up this story because I felt like the song B, when it came on, it evoked a certain emotion that would just bring me to tears. Yeah. And so for a long time, I didn't even listen to the song. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I could listen to it and it wasn't as emotional. But then this weekend, I thought about the fact that she's graduating. And I was like, yo, I got to listen to this song. Mm -hmm. And she's graduating like exactly on the day, you know, like when all of this stuff was hitting the fan emotionally for me. And this song brought me out of this place. Mm -hmm. And she brought me out of this place. Like God used what tools was right there because it wasn't like it was a Bible next to me. One like people who was really following Jesus was like pursuing and discipling me at the time. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he used what resources was in front of me. That was her smile, her laughter, and that song. Her joy. Yeah. yeah. And like though the combination of those things, and it was just like, I really realized this weekend that I I let go of the song, the sting of that painful time. It isn't painful anymore. Yeah. And I think a big thing was like, we spent, we came in, we got off the plane, we went to my, you know, like we went to, to Marshawn's house. You know, like all of this hurt back then. Yeah. 
you know, like the idea of me going into like, if you would have told me back then, I'm going to go into her and Eric's place. It was like, no, <laughs> you know, like right. what to fight, you know, like right. it wouldn't have been. Right. And it's like, yo, so we're there and I'm looking at this village that we have. Yeah, we do. And it's like, you know, like her, uh, her husband's ex is there. We're there and we're just here, just living there together getting along laughing cooking together cooking doing everything, everything together yeah in order to just be here celebrating these kids and celebrating that you know like we, we're grieving about like we have our grievances about the kids we have all these different little complaints we're joking we're laughing but we're living life together and their hospitality toward us was one that was it was genuine and unique yeah and it wasn't like, well, we just got to get through this weekend and then we can go back to hating each other. It was just like, God has really done something that's released me from a place to where that just brought me to this sunken feeling in my gut where it was like, I hate thinking back to that time. Were you in the sunken place? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, I share this, you know, and I, and I tell stories long-winded, you know, because I veer off, but... I share that story just to kind of just say that, like, it's amazing to see where we, where are, we now. are now. Yeah. And to see what we've made, like what God has done. I mean, and I and, really feel Marshawn and I are really, I mean, we're close. We're we're friends. You know, I feel like she's my friend. And um, I feel like I can talk to her. She can talk to me. I feel like um, it's not a... There's not an awkwardness there anymore. There's not a weird, like, is somebody up to something who's who's trying to push their agenda or anything like that? Navon just stole some of my grapes. <laughs> I really feel like it's, um, it's a, we're in a genuine place now. And, you know, you our families it. are gelling together in this way where we are going to be able to spend more time together as far as you know, as the kids grow and yeah. more graduations come and, you know, big things, big milestones in their lives happen, we'll be able to continue to celebrate in this way. I mean, the weekend went so smoothly. It was there was no arguments. There was just nothing but peace surrounded around our entire um, weekend. And it, that was that was such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, it really it, was. there wasn't any any big issues. And I think for us. You know, going into the future, like we host next year's graduation and then it's back uh, that direction again uh, for um, yeah. for Niera. And so we're going through the process of just making sure that we stick together as a family unit, you know, and I think that that's that's a big thing because we're doing it for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a big thing. But, you know, I think I didn't want to I, I think I'm going to sit down and kind of write more about. Uh, and try to update our blog and write more about my uh, detachment from this song in that weekend and the details of, you know, just thinking back that whole week after, you know, after everything went down. Um, this was what, 2006 we're talking here. Okay. So that's what, 12, 11 years ago? 11, well, 12 years 12? now. Yeah. It's crazy because, well, I guess it Braden is what about to be eleven this year. Yeah, so it's twelve. It's pretty so, much twelve years ago because yeah, um, it was July. Yeah, 
they were me and you met. Uh, me and, yeah. So it had, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's, that's, that's the crazy thing, you know, just even the idea that we and you, even though we've had our off and ons, we've been together that long. That is, it's reaching that, that point. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the older we get, the more we grow. These experiences we have to share with people. And to just that place uh, where I was then, I wish I would have met you at a more legitimate time. You know, I always say, but I would never take it back. You right. know, I know that sounds like a contradiction. It's like, yeah, I wish I would have been in a different emotional place uh, to be able to uh, enjoy life and be more responsible toward our relationship. Um so that both me and you could had grown differently mm-hmm. from a spiritual level, because I feel like that's important, yeah. you know, like as far as, but that's a move point. Like that's, this pointless talk. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's just, mean, just gesturing, you know, just to see what, you know, what God has done. I, I, it's, it's really amazing to, to see what he's done and, and it to now to think about it, it's a short amount of time. Yeah. Well, it, it feels like it. And, and, you know, we had talked about this earlier when I, I was explaining to you, like, if you take off the numbers, if you take the numbers off and you just talk, think about the emotional landscape, just the the just the vast nature of what uh, emotions were expressed or went through. Mm-hmm. There was some ups, some downs. But if you take a number off of the time, it wasn't that bad. Right. You know, I think. That's the issue that we run across. More. I mean, we feel like when we're going through it, that it's the end of the world and it's never going to get better. But then when you look back, it's like. Yeah. Time, yeah. Time doesn't heal wounds in this particular case. You know, it really didn't. What healed the wounds were just simply maturing and growing and making conscious decisions to intentionally grow spiritually and mentally, you know, and, and physically in different ways, we chose to grow, uh, but we had to be intentional. I think sometimes when you say time heals wounds, you don't really grow. It's not an intentional thing. Um, you just learn to forget or you let it have less of a sting. But that's why I say the common bee this weekend died for me because it no longer had the same emotional sting because I let some things go. Exactly. And I recognized how much I let go. And it wasn't time to let it go. There was some conscious, mature decisions to say, I am no longer going to let this hold me captive. Mm -hmm. I am going to be forgiving of these things. I'm going to be forgiven of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think the freedom of forgiveness is what took the sting of that song away right. from me. And that freedom, you know, for me was found through understanding. And if God has forgiven me, then I have to forgive myself mm-hmm. and I have to allow others to, for- to forgive. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't accept. Yeah. Like, and that, that, you know, when I talk about like, well, we should have met at this time or another, that's a part of me making a conscious decision. When I said, you know, that's all a moot point. That's the conscious, intentional talk of just saying, listen, I understand that that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah. I take what we have at the end of the day, like every single time. I will do it the exact same way if it gets us to the point that we're at now. Yeah. Where we are now. So um, let's wrap up today's show. Um, We've got a lot that we could 
continue to oh, talk we have about so much yeah. um, sports. You know, there's always that. There's always music. There's culture. There's hair. There's so many different things that we can talk about. But it's really a good time because Braden's about to walk through the door, and you know, yes. he never does that silently. Right. So, uh oh, now he sees microphones, so he's not really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the uh, that's today's show. I promise we're going to give you a show soon enough. Hey, is Thrasher's nightlight been on all day? Yes, it is. <sighs> I don't want it to blow out. I guess we should end the show, huh? We should. You don't sing? No. Sing goodbye. No. Put your clothes on. Show's over. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are so childish. That I am. And we out.